Real Presence Live. It's this really powerful sense of, okay, you're seen, you're known, you're missed if you're not here. Local. It's that good crop of corn or beans or wheat or whatever it is that you do that, you know, you grow it, you grow it to the Lord, and if it doesn't come about, you just have to be patient and say, well, there's always next year. Engaging. Evangelization is the fruit of the love of God being poured into the hearts of Jesus' friends. Live. This is our charism, to be witnesses of Jesus' real presence in the Eucharist. Good morning, this is Real Presence Live. I'm Dr. Chris Bergwald. And I am Emily Lida. And we are broadcasting live this morning from the Mustard Seed Catholic Store in Sioux Falls, South Dakota. So welcome to all our listeners in North Dakota, South Dakota, Minnesota, Wisconsin, and Wyoming. You nailed it. I, I, I try. You got them all. I try. So Emily and I are happy to be with you this morning. We've got some uh, fantastic guests. We're going to start the show off um, with, a, with a great guest this morning, get an update on an incredible story. It's going to be an Awesome morning. It is going to be a great morning. Are you? Is, it's a cold morning, though, still. No kidding. I'm not doing this early winter thing. We're almost to Thanksgiving. I know. But 40s this weekend. Oh, at praise least the Lord. At least Sioux here. Falls. Yeah. If you're <laughs> Our in, poor North know, Dakota people are like, yeah, right, it's going to be negative 40 here. Minnesota. Sorry, but we have <laughs> balmy temperatures here. What are you guys doing for Thanksgiving? <clears throat> I don't know. My dad might come. We're going to stay in Sioux Falls. Um, hopefully go to the Parade of Lights. Are you going to bring the, your kids to the Parade of Lights? We're going to give it a shot. You see how it goes. We'll you, have you how done it yet? Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's like a tradition for us every year that we even just with the girls. Love. Yes, last year Megs was super super little, and I I wore her on me, and then zipped my coat over her in her in her little vest. Wait, thing. she was like two weeks old. She was like really little. Wow. Yeah, we we like to consider ourselves adventurous. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I have a cre- I have a request though. Yes, ma'am. Will you bring your cinnamon rolls? In, uh, a, before Thanksgiving, rolls, so, so, sorry, cardamom so caramel no, rolls. No, we need like a place to share missed, that recipe the, on our show notes or something. <laughs> I've shared it with you before, uh, listeners. What Emily's referring to, ever. my mom, my mom makes has an incredible caramel roll recipe that I actually this came up just the other day because we're talking about Thanksgiving. They get made at the Bergwald House three times a year: Thanksgiving, Christmas, and Easter. So Christmas and Easter to Easter is the longest. Gap. Stretch. Yeah. So, and sometimes I do make them for my office mates, which would include Emily. When I am really nice and when kind, <laughs> and Chris, have I told you? I just feel like you've been have doing I told so well lately, and how I. And <laughs> <laughs> You've okay. just been really okay. inspiring in all the work oh, that you've been gosh. doing, and I feel like you've really offered some really, you know, beautiful theology <laughs> to everyone. And <laughs> so I, I, I think Rachel's uh, in studio. <laughs> Maybe I'll make you karma rolls, Emily. Rachel, welcome to the, the show. Well, okay, see, I told you. Thanks, Emily. I Thanks, told Rachel. you. Okay, so Rachel, you've been on the air with us before, um, but just to recap a little bit, this. February 12th, 2018 was a life-changing day in your house. Um, and and we just want to know a little bit about kind of what happened, what has happened since, um, and really how God has just been active um, throughout all of that. So can you share at least to start a little bit of your story with us? Sure. Um, my second oldest daughter, Alicia, uh, had become sick the weekend before February 12th. Um, very quickly, the morning of February 12th, she uh, started having trouble breathing, so we took her how to... Old, how old was she? She was 11 okay. at the time. She just turned 11. And she trouble breathing, so we took her to the emergency department. They very quickly kind of 
stabilized her, I would say. And then about an hour later, we went up to the PICU there at Sanford Children's. And within three minutes of being there, she had a cardiac arrest as a result of toxic shock. At the time, we didn't know what caused the arrest. She just arrested. She was on CPR for between 50 and 60 minutes. Five, zero, six, zero? Yes. An hour. Almost an hour. Wow. Just short of an hour. Um, Within, um, obviously, as parents, when you're watching this and they're doing CPR on your child, um, at at about 20 minutes, we started to to grasp that she's dying. This is, they're not going to be able to save her life. We knew you cannot keep a person alive on CPR forever. And we had no idea what other options there were. But at about that point, 25 minutes in, uh, the doctor came to us and said, so we can't resuscitate your daughter, but, (laughs) and there was this light, this hope, but there's this machine that bypasses her heart and lungs. And in some cases, it can save their, it has been known to save their lives. Do you want us to do that? Of course. Yeah. 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 Of course we want to do that. So um, they continued CPR compressions while the surgeon and and the techs all got Were they rotating who was kind of doing CPR? Because that's a a big work. Yes. Yes. They would rotate. I don't, uh, every two to three minutes, I would say, because every so often they would, they would continue compressions and I would say, stop compressions, check for pulse. And there would be this pause, no pulse. Continue compressions. And so, of course, Matt and I were just waiting for them to say, cease compressions. We right. knew we, we, we were in the room. We were watching all of this take place, and we knew it was happening. But praise God, he has this technology available to us right here in Sioux Falls. Um, it's a bypass machine called ECMO. Um, I think, like, heart bypass patients get put on those during a, during a surgery and that sort of thing. Um, and they had never placed a patient here in Sioux Falls, they never placed a patient on ECMO while doing CPR compressions. So this was a risk for them too, but it was the only hope we had. So um, after about 50 minutes, 50 to 60, somewhere in there, she was completely on ECMO. And and, uh, so this machine was her life support and breathing for her, doing the work of, of her body. And then um, after uh, that day, they checked to make sure, like, her brain didn't have too much damage done to it. And uh, they decided to uh, send her to Minneapolis to um, spend, to recover there or to treat her there. Uh, Because what they thought had happened is her heart had had an infection. And so they can't treat heart infections here in Sioux Falls. Um, but praise God, it wasn't an infection. It was uh, toxic shock. It wasn't. It was a regular strep <coughs> infection that had caused the shock because she had pneumonia in her right lung and strep, which got into her bloodstream. Which is mm-hmm. rare that strep gets into your bloodstream, but that's mm-hmm. what happens. And it shut all her organs down and caused. Um, so that's shock. so th- that's what toxic shock is when something yes. like an infection like that gets into your bloodstream. Yes. And, and yes, and that's shutting things such down. shutting down organs. Okay. Yes. Yes. Rachel, so. what? So you already talked a little bit about this, but I mean, I. Um, so we also have. So she, she. How old is she now? She's twelve now. She's twelve. Now. Okay. Yes. So we we have thirteen year olds, um, and just thinking about them at that age, you talked a little bit about this already, but 
what are you thinking as a mom? What's Matt thinking as a dad as you're watching this? Well, as parents, you're watching your child die in front of you, and it happens so fast, yeah. and you think, um, it, Lord, help us, help us. But um, I, I do remember having the presence of mind to think, not not my will but yours oh. be done which was a really hard prayer yeah. to pray in that moment because um i knew what could happen but i but and i knew god would see us through it if that was his mm-hmm. will mm-hmm. so um the other thing i thought um <laughs> you know we're, i'm human i was 5 weeks pregnant at the time um and i remember saying god please don't let this be a replacement baby like wow <laughs> sure. yeah. I, it was sure. also a prayer on my yeah. heart was yeah. please don't yeah don't let this I, yeah. I would almost resent a replacement baby but not my will but yours yeah be done and I'm so. sure in the in the you know in the midst of that there's this adrenaline that's happening what about okay so once she was moved to Minneapolis yes then I mean because then things start to unfold you're you're kind of figuring out maybe a new reality um what was what was the transition of your heart in those following you know months because you were there for how many months were you in minneapolis we were there for how many weeks? Uh, six weeks we six were weeks. there all through okay. lent all of lent, <laughs> all wow. of lent. Yes. Wow. Yes. We, we went we ended up there the day before lent and came home on good friday okay so what was wow. your so, prayer while you yes. were there what was your lent <laughs> how was that lent <laughs> that year <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, you know, the first couple of days were really touch and go because we didn't know uh, her prognosis yet, mm-hmm. of course. We mm-hmm. didn't know if she would survive. There was a lot of stress in there was a lot of stress in knowing um if she was going to survive or not. Uh that Lent was particularly um very uh Lots of consolation was poured wow. out. Wow. Lots of consolation poured out on us through this. Ironically, uh, the U of M Masonic Children's Hospital has the floors labeled in different landscapes of things. So the third floor, the PICU, happened to be a desert-themed floor. Lent. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> and the sixth Stop floor is the savanna, which is also kind oh of arid, gosh. which she spent two weeks there. But it was ironic that the third floor was the desert-themed right. floor. So oh, wow. How ironic that every day I would you arrive. You were into the desert. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Wow. So it was. Yeah, Father Fox dispensed me of actually having to give up anything. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> little penance going on. He said, don't worry about giving anything up. I said, okay. <laughs> if you're just tuning in, this is Real Presence Live. I'm Dr. Chris Bergwald. And I am Emily Lita. And we're broadcasting this morning from the, the Mustard Seed Catholic Store in Sioux Falls and visiting this morning with Rachel Mueller, sharing her story about her... What's your daughter's name? Alicia. 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 Um, and uh, quite a, well, mirac- I mean, traumatic, but also miraculous series of events that unfolded February of 2018, so almost two years ago now. Yes. Um, so she suffered... And you had no idea, but going back just real quick. So she got sick the weekend before. She, I mean, you Wait. didn't know it was this significant. We did, we had no clue. We thought uh, she had the flu mm-hmm. um, because she did have a high temperature. Um, and and um, but we called into the clinic. They said it really sounds like the flu, and unless she gets worse, it, 
if you want us to just diagnose it, mm-hmm. we can, but there's nothing we can do. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. treat it at home. And, and in fact, her temperature had started to go down that morning. Mm-hmm. And so that Monday morning when, Ooh. so we were worried about dehydration and, um, just for fatigue and stuff. So we were thought we were wow. treating dehydration right. wow. at that point. And it went just very quickly. Um, I do want to speak to one of the, the things that happened that morning when, um, one of the things that we consider a miracle that happened is the um, that the doctor, the surgeon that could place her on ECMO, um, the technicians, they were all available and not involved in any other cases at the point when she started to arrest. Wow. So Which they, doesn't happen at our hospitals. Exactly. Exactly. They were sitting at lunch, uh, enjoying enjoying lunch, and they heard the code and thought, and they said, well, let's just go check it out to see if we can assist because they knew the PICU. The PICU was extremely packed, too. There were a lot of sick kids there wow. also. Um, miraculously, every one of them survived, too. Wow. All the kids wow. in there. Wow. So they had a really, they said it was a really bad day. But they came up to see if they could assist and immediately started talking about the possibility of ECMO. Could they do this? It's never been done. Can we place her on it? Can we help to save her life? And so the fact that God orchestrated everybody to be available um, and that the doctor was willing, the doctor was willing to go and try that because Mm -hmm. there's a lot of risks too. There's Mm -hmm. bleeding on the brain. Um, She could have died from the machine itself, Mm -hmm. um, that sort of thing. So now almost two years, almost two years later, not quite, um, where, I mean, looking back, how do you feel like your family is doing now? How has your family been changed? Has your family been changed by this experience? I know you've commented about just getting actually back to a normal. Right. Um, yes. But what's been that, you know, what's been that experience? Well, you know, we're a family of nine people. We have six other children. Yeah. So it's it's um, hard to not get caught up in the daily grind of life. Um, mm-hmm. We had a little Azeli, like I said, I was five weeks pregnant. Azeli right. showed up in October <coughs> and um, kind of brought a new life mm, to amen. our family that changed our focus from healing to to new chapter. New chapter. Yes. Yeah. Yes. She really brought a lot of joy and healing well, to our family. Providential. Exactly. Yeah. And, um, but Alicia's doing very well. I think we try to remember more often to be grateful for each moment. And it goes so quickly. Mm-hmm. It it was so fast. She crashed and so fast right in front of us. I think it, there are times when I catch myself, I need to be grateful for these children because in an instant, our lives can change mm-hmm. drastically. Mm-hmm. And so to treasure those moments. Um, not all the time do I do that by <laughs> any means, but... I think that's mm-hmm. one of the things that I do differently, especially. Mm-hmm. Rachel, just we got one minute left. I, I, I'd be curious, thinking about the, the people listening, maybe who have gone through some experiences or not, what would you share with people from this experience that you and your family have gone through? I think it, as hard as it is to not be fearful of what comes ahead, because when you're faith is deeply rooted in when your faith is rooted in God he gives you the grace he gives you what you need to get through it Um, a a lot of people say I can't imagine what you went through well no you don't have to because you've never gone through it but God gives you he really does give you the grace that you need to get through it when it comes when Mm -hmm. the time comes Mm -hmm. and I love your comment about fear 
you know, letting go of the fear. That's just, that hits me right in the, right in the heart. You know, this reality of, yeah, we need not fear. Be not afraid. Yes. Be not afraid. Amen. It's It's what he needs for you to do and he'll give you the grace to get through it when it when it comes so fearing is not necessary Mm -hmm. amen yes thanks rachel thank you for it's a beautiful story and yeah i'm glad you're able to share again uh i hadn't heard it from you in that in the detail so i appreciate that yes thank you you're welcome we're coming to you live from the Mustard Seed Catholic Store in Sioux Falls, South Dakota. I'm Dr. Chris Bergwald. And I am Emily Leadham. And you are tuned in to Real Presence Live. 